0: Remain standing just for a few moments, just for my opening text. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to read um, two verses of scripture, and then I will uh, allow you to be seated while I read on further. But before I, I do that, uh, there has seen there seem to be several different. Transitions and shifts here in the the service here. Uh, I, I really don't want you to think I, I, I come here with a a prepackaged sermon. I have some scriptures and uh, a few words I wrote down. That's really it. Um, not even any sentences. I just have a few words I wrote down that I felt impressed upon. Again, I firmly and strongly believe in my spirit, all of my heart, that we are where we need to be. And, you know, I, what I mean by that, I know we could be blowing and going and running 300 and things of that nature. But what I've come to learn is that God is a God of process. And He's not going to allow us to experience something we we're not ready for. And I see that throughout His Scripture. It's not God is not a man that He could lie. And thank God He's not going to have us jump to something and then, and you know, like a quick fr- uh, something quick fried and then it's done. He he would like to build something that's going to last. There are too many highs and lows. And some of you are used to being way up high when you're high. And so low when you're low. I don't believe God is interested in that. I want him to build something that is sustained and something that's going to last. And if he has to do that incrementally and Step by step, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. By God, if that's what you choose to do, do it. But I believe that this little by little, here a little and there a little, before we know it won't be the same. It will be a ministry of multiplicity and multiplication where you look back and go, wow, I walked past, and I know you're standing out, I'm telling you, you only have a couple of scriptures, you're going to be able to be seated, I, I, I didn't walk past, I drove past a neighbors of mine, and they had a, a patch, and they started growing vegetables, and every, I have to pass this every time I drive up my street, and I kept on looking, every day I look, every time I pass, I look, it's like, it's nothing happening, on that tr- those uh, branches, they, they were growing uh, tomatoes and everything else. See the vines, and for all summer, I didn't see a thing. And it wasn't like they were out there picking it. It wasn't anything happening. All of a sudden, I looked out there, and it was everywhere. But it was too much for them to handle and to consume at one time. And it would it would have been better for them to have little by little. And then they can handle it little by little. And then when the big increase would come, you know what they would have to do? I had a neighbor like this. When they had the big increase, they just went around to the neighborhood and said, Here. 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 I believe there's going to be such an increase that we're going to be saying, Here. 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 Brother Sherelle, we can't handle all this. Come on, start here. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody need to have some faith in the house. Amen. Your negative faith has been working too long. Positive faith works the same way. The book of Numbers chapter 13, verse number 1 and 2. And you will be seated. The book of Numbers chapter 1, I'm sorry, chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. Amen. We want to welcome everyone tonight. Hey, Amen. That sounds very welcoming. Man, I think if I was your guest, I would go home right on that. We want to welcome everyone tonight. Rah, rah. Hey, Amen. If you're... Watching if you were watched by way of the World Wide web, and um, I was, I've been told by a number of people that they're watching us. When I went away to conference, I, people said, "We're watching y'all." So again, we welcome you. Numbers chapter 13, verse number one. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, and this is what God said to Moses, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of every tribe of their fathers, Shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them? I'm going to read that again. The Lord said, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. You can be seated. Won't you clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. (laughs) Notice what God told Moses to do. He said, Moses what I would like for you to do is to send men to search out the land. Moses did not send men to search the land. We we find further in uh, chapter 13 of verse number 17. And Moses sent them to spy out the land. God told Moses to search the land. But Moses decided, I'm going to send spies out. Into the land, and 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 when he sent the spies out into the land, he said, "This, get you up this way, southward, and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it it is, and the people that dwelleth therein." Now, God never say, "I want you to go look and see the people therein." God, now he just says, "Search the land." I want you to look at the land that I promised you. Before you go into the land, you must see the land. Before you go into the promise, you must see the promise. Before you go and possess the land, I want you to take a good look at it. Hey, we've been in this city for a long time searching the land. It's time for us to take possession. Hallelujah. And so Moses began to give instruction. And I found, I was like, wait a minute. God didn't give all these instructions. God didn't tell him to tell these men to do all that. He just gave him instruction to go and look at the land. Look at what I've given you. Look at the fruit of the land. And here we are. And see the land, what it is. And God already knew what it is. They wouldn't give Moses those instructions. And the people that dwell therein, whether they be weak or whether they be strong or weak, God never said that. God knew how strong the people were. But the strength of the people wasn't a problem for God. Yeah, already, because I I, want to preach it, but I want to read. He said, I want you to search and see whether they be strong or weak few or many. I want you to count now and see how many adversaries we have. I want you to see the foes are in the land. We spend too much time looking around the city and say we can't do this thing and we can't overcome this thing. We go from block to block, neighborhood to neighborhood. We see drug infestation. We see people out of their mind and we just see all sorts of things and 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 they say, man, you feel it as soon as you get in the city. It's this, 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 uh, mentality and this concept. And we can't be, sur- we can't succumb our, our mind and our faith to those things. It doesn't matter how big it looks like. It doesn't matter how big or how small, how strong or how weak, how many or how few. God said he gave us this city. So let it be done. It's time to take possession. For the last several years, I would get a glimpse, Brother Middleton, of all the promises we've heard over the years. And, and I would say, yes, it's right here. And, and the next thing you know, it would seem like I would go full circle. Ah, oh, I'm done. Amen. And, 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 and I'm just going to be honest with you. I had developed a mindset, well, I'll just wait and see what God's going to do. Oh, don't act like you. I would get back into the maintenance. I, you know, I, I'm not saying I stayed there. But sometimes we we because of uh, the difficulties, we begin to focus on what's going on inside of the camp. And Moses had time for 40 years. You know what he he spent 40 years dealing with what was going on inside the camp. When all along there was a land to be conquered. All along there were giants to be fought and, and to be conquered. But they were too too busy focusing on what was going on in the camp. And God had to spend so much time getting everything right in the camp. Friend, I'm telling you what, when they got to the land, they still didn't have it all right. I'm here to tell you, if you're waiting for us to become some new thing or some other thing, you might as well keep on waiting. You might as well just go back to Egypt. I'm telling you what, but there is a group of people that's going to be a part of this church that are going to experience everything that God has promised us. Like never before, I am so determined. We are going to see what God has promised it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we have to go through. And am say, "You know what? I am so sick and tired of of the status quo and and thinking that we have to have this mediocre uh, uh mindset that hey, as long as we just get some people coming in and as long as we have good church services and and as long as we do this little thing and we get a few people baptized and and we can scream and we can shout and we can holler, that's okay. That's not okay with me. And I'm looking for a group of people to say." you know what? That's not okay with me. I want more. Now, I'm just telling you, we are known in Baltimore for, for praise and worship. Now, sometimes I can't tell that because but, I, I, you know, we talk to men, men after men and people, uh, preachers after preachers. I like to come to Baltimore and preach, man, because they know how to worship and, and they know how to get with it. I'm not lying to you, my brother Milson. Oh man, And and you know what? Now, you know, we can pat our hands and and we can pat ourselves in the back and say, you know what? Yeah, we some good worshipers and yeah, we some good worshipers. But you know what? I don't want to just worship on Mount Nebo and I don't want to just worship on Mount Moriah. I want to go and conquer the land. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about worship. But I don't want Baltimore to be continually known by its worship. You may not feel like that. That's that's all right. You don't have to. But I I don't want that to be our uh, brand on our name. Uh, I, I want to be worshipers. I want to worship like no other church knows how to worship. I want to run and I want to scream and I want to shout. I want to hoop and holler. I want us to get behind the preacher when he preaches. But I don't want to be known for that. I want to be known for a group of people that knows how to get a hold of God. I want to be known as a group of people that knows how to pray, that knows how to find a place, whether it's in the altar or in the pew. And decide we're going to get a hold of God and we're going to have a move of God and we're going to have a demonstration of his spirit that can't be measured. Sorry, if we don't have any more music, I'm fine with that. I'm not against the music. I'm not against musicians, and we have some skill. But that is not it. We're not going to win the loss, and I know there are some churches that have nice music programs, and and they have nice people that can become professional singers, but that is not the kingdom of God. That's not the kingdom of God. We got to get past that. And the problem is, sometimes you don't feel like the music. Hello? Huh? God can be playing his heart out. And those fingers can be going up and down the ivory. I guess they still call it ivory. And the ebony. (laughs) And they can sing their heart out. And you know the animal. That guy, yeah, you're the animal. You didn't know that?
1: <laughs>
0: Where you been, man? We've been calling you the animal for years. <laughs> animal get in his cage. And you know what? It's like when he get in that cage, they're turning him loose. <laughs> and we're known for that. And that is great, but I'm telling you, I don't want to be known for that. I want to be known for a church that's having revival, a church that's impacting this city, a church that knows how to get a hold of God. I want to be known as an apostolic church, not by way of doctrine alone, not by way of denomination alone, but a church that is an Acts 2.38 and an Acts 9.16 and an Acts 16 and an Acts 22. I'm talking about the church of Ephesus. We need to have the faith and the mindset just like that. We are not settling for just having a good church service. When we come in here, As Paul said, it won't be about enticing words. And and we get behind. It doesn't matter. Somebody can say, Mary had a a little lamb. And the lamb walked with everywhere that Mary would go. And Mary said, ha. And we get with that. Or if someone is telling you everything about the seven books in Asia. And they can break down the 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 priesthood of McTijedak. And they can tell you about all the signs of seven, the seven seals and the seven trumpets and, and the seven vials and, and they can tell you, man, what's going to happen in heaven on those 30 uh, minutes of silence and, and they can break it down from Genesis to Revelation back to, from Revelation to Genesis. They can quote scripture backwards and, you know what, that, that, all that is fine. I want to be known as a church. That's having the revival. We know how to get behind people when they're preaching. I said we know how to get behind people that are preaching. We know how to get behind somebody that's bringing forth the word. Whether it's married, had, or whether they're getting down with some real I'm talking about mind-altering, mind-blowing stuff. We know how to get behind the preacher. But I want a church uh, where they're out. Stand up. Uh, stand up. Come on. I want this first. Come on. First two rows. Come on up here real quickly. Real quickly. Real quickly. Run up here if you can. If you can't run, crawl. Come on. Right here. Now, you guys, come on. Give me some room now. We know how to stand. Come on. Behind the preacher when he's preaching but I'm looking for a church where they are not it's not about what's going on in here but it's a church about what's going on out there. It's a church that's taking possession, not staying in the camp, not staying in house and I want a church where they're not getting behind a preacher but go ahead. The preacher has to get behind them. Come on it's a church that's mobilized it's a church that's going out and I want to be able to get out with the church and get behind what you are Doing out there in the territory. God did not send Moses out to the territory. God did not send Moses out into the promised land. As a matter of fact, God told Moses, I want you to stand on Mount Nebo and I'm going to kill you right here. You're not even going to walk into the promised land, but I'm going to allow you to look at it. But Moses had. Moses looked at it from afar, but I'm looking for a church that we are so mobilized out there in the. Promised land of God and taking territory. Let me tell you something. I I, I began to drive around and, uh, to, uh, this morning, as a matter of fact, and when I got back into Baltimore from from uh, uh, Kansas City, I'm telling you, I, you know, they say every inner city is the same, and that's not true. I went to inner city Kansas City downtown. And it was like I was out in the rural area. I was, it was like I was like in one of these places where you know when you see the the cows and all that. That's the feeling I got. That was the feeling I got. I mean, I'm walking downtown all hours, and yeah, yeah try that downtown. No. Are you kidding? No, but I'm telling you what, I saw the city differently. Right. I see the city differently. You know what I used to think we're going to we, we're going to do something, but it's going to be so hard. And I I, I shared this at, at a conference with several men. As a matter of fact, this guy in Atlanta has this big great church, and we got we got to talking. And I'm telling you what, I, I, I'm I'm getting to thinking it's like. The mentality and everything else of the city got to talking to some another minister on the plane. And and we're just talking about in the city mentality and Baltimore City in particular and the mindset and all that. And I got to thinking about that. But I, I I got to thinking about this. God said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for God? Having a revival in Arnold is no more easier than having a revival in Baltimore City. Uh, uh, I said having a revival in the Bible Belt is no more easier than having a revival. Having a revival in Baltimore City, it's not difficult to God. You know when it's difficult when we're doing it all by ourselves. But if we can get into a place with God, God. If we can just get into that place and lock horns with God and get into that dimension and the ship where God goes, anything is possible. We've been believing for miracles. And I know we've seen spots in here and there and whatever. I'm telling you what, we don't have to wait to go down to honor for people to be healed. We don't have to wait for for, uh, Pastor David Wright or Bishop Wright huh, to get some uh, well-known preaching. I want to hear every well-known preacher. We need five-fold ministry. We need five-fold ministry. We got to have it flowing in here. We have to have it flowing through this place. But I'm telling you what, that's great. That's an addition. But that doesn't stop us from doing what we need to do. And the work is out there in the field. Not here. Yeah. Moses sent those guys out, and gave them all sorts of instructions. He said, I want you to go ahead and see the land. This is what he said in verse number 20. I want you to see what he said uh, at verse number 19 and what the land is that, that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad. Come on, Moses. Notice what he said. I want you to go and see the, the, the cities and see where they dwell. And I want you to tell me whether it's good or bad. Hello, Moses. God already told you it was a good land. When you saw him at the burning bush, he said, I'm going to take you to a good land full with milk and honey. But Moses told the people of God. Moses told the 12 spies, I want you to see whether it was good or bad. He already said something bad right there. He already placed doubt in their minds. Oh, hallelujah. I hadn't seen that before. I'm like, oh, my goodness, Moses, what are you doing? And what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds. I want you to analyze all that. I want you to see whether they... Dwelling in strongholds, dwelling in tents, and Moses began to look at the external things. And because Moses sent them to look at the external things, all they could do is fixate their eyes on the external things. So now they're not just looking for the fruit and the promise that God had spoken of. Now they're looking at everything else around them. And we blame the ten spies that went out when Moses began to sow that in their minds. And we he dropped down to verse number twenty. We can hit verse number twenty. And he said, "And what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, God already said what it was. Whether that be wood therein or not, and be ye of good carriage." Now, now he's going to get spiritual. Now, I'm sorry, Moses, this is what's in the Bible. Some of y'all, look, y'all messing up Moses, you know. I'm only saying what God said. I'm so glad God is honest. He keep it real. He keep it 100. (laughs) And he said, and be ye of good courage. After you go and see whether they big or bad and good and ugly and, and and I want you to see all those things. I want you to be a good carriage. Well, two of them were able to be a good ter- carriage, but the other ten they could not focus on what God wanted to do. And then He says this and bring the fruit of the land. I don't. I, maybe I missed it in those first seven verses. Somebody tell me if God told them to bring back fruit. Did He? I don't think he did. And he said, bring bring back the fruit. Now the time was the time of the f- uh, first ripe grapes. Keep going. Just read a little bit. And so they went up, and they searched the land. See, that's what God told them to do. They could have searched the land and came right back. From the wilderness of Zen until Rohab, as, uh, as men come up to Hamath, and they ascended uh, to the south and came to Hebron where a, a high a high man, whatever, and Shishai or whatever his name is, Shishai and, and all those others, and Temaia, Temaia, Temaida, <laughs> and the children of Nak, they were the giants that were. Now, Hebron was uh, built seven years before Zoan and Egypt, keep going. And they, uh, came to the brook of Eschol and, and cut down the tree, cut down, uh, from thence a branch of, uh, with one cluster of grapes and, and they bear it between two, uh, upon a staff and they brought back the pomegranates and the figs and they bringing back all the fruit of the land. Keep going. Keep going. 25 and I'll tell you when to stop. Scroll. And they returned from searching the land after 40 days. Next verse. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the children of the children of all the congregation. I'm sorry, the children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Paran, Paran and, and to addition and, and, and brought back word unto them and into all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Now, he didn't. Just, now, Moses sent out the twelve. Now, I don't believe that all of the congregation was sitting there listening. He gathered the twelve and then sent them out and told them everything. Now when the twelve comes back, they want to tell everybody. Verse number 27. And they told him and said, we come to the land where the thou sentest us. Not God. We came to the land where you sent us, Moses. And surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. It has exactly what God said it would have. Antioch North, Baltimore has exactly what God said it's gonna have. We can't believe for revival. We can't participate in the revival because we're looking at everything else. We believe when we see the report, we believe, I'm telling you what, it's there. Harvest is there. Don't say the harvest is not here. And we can compare this city, with everybody else's city or county and, and state and everything else, and say it's going to be so difficult to reach Baltimore City because you know what? We just have a bunch of crackheads and drug addicts and and, and this, that, and the other thing. And and I, let me tell you something: How many of you that were, that were raised in the church? I want you to stand up. So guess what? You don't count. So now. <laughs> Ah, I'm being bad. Won't you stand? If you were not raised in the church, stand up. (laughs) She's asking for the mic. No, you're not getting it. (laughs) No, you're fine. You're fine. It's okay. It's okay. We have a little liberty here. So, here we go. There are more people that stood up on the second account. Then on the first account, now there are a couple other people. You weren't raised in the church, right? Not the church. You weren't raised in the church, right? Here we go. And you weren't raised in the church. Go and just wave at me then if you weren't raised in the church. All right. All right. Okay. we got a couple more to sit down. I'm sure, you know, they got a good reason and all that. And so here we are. So if God was able to save you. Right. Come on. Yes, yes, that's good. That's good. Now, were you all good and all that? That God just had to come down and save you. I, I, know you were like Cornelius. You gave alms, much alms, and, and you prayed to God always, right? Huh? You were like Cornelius, right? And you were pious. You were, man, you was devout! And God said, I gotta come down! I gotta send an angel down and save you! You're just so awesome! No, we weren't a Cornelius! Most of us weren't even thinking about God, but he pulled us out of the miry clay. And he said, yes, I want you. Yes. Is anything too hard for God? Is anything too hard for God? You can be seated. If God can save us, if God can save us, I don't care what they look like out there. And I don't care when they come in here and they look, don't look like they're connected in here. Don't let those faces fool you. The tougher they look, the quicker they'll fall. Because all that is is a front. This land, this city is exactly what God said it would be. I, I just want to read a couple of more verses. Let me see. I, I, I'm, I'm going to quit reading after a couple of more verses. And so the verse let's go down to verse number 27. They told and they and they told him and said, We come to the land where thou sendest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. I think I said that, and this is the, the fruit of it. He said, Nevertheless, this is God, everything that God said this city would be. It's exactly like that. Man, it's a city flowing with revival. And let me tell you this. The Bible says we're sin abound. Grace doth much more abound. Jesus said it this way. Hey, 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 he to say he doesn't need a physician. Hey, God, the physician, don't worry about it. I'm not even going to come to you. Hey, but he said those who know they need a physician. Let me tell you this, the people in this city, they know what they're about. They know they're far from God. So those people living in the suburb think they have it all together, thumbs like this and all that. They are harder to reach than the people in the city. want to get all these sophisticated people to have it all together. So you want to go up and go, you know, knock the doors of these nice communities. Hi, I'm from Antioch, the Apostolic. What? What do you want? And we go knock on the door where well, the door fall off the hinges. Rats running out the door. And we hollering.
1: Ah!
0: And somebody come and say. What wait what do you want? What is it? And you go, ah Jesus! It's a Jesus the name. That's what I've been looking for. I've been looking for that. When the children of Israel finally got their act together, forty years they Forty years. I don't know how long we've been in this city now. Long time now, right? You're still believing, though. I know you're still believing. Oh, my God. Thank you for coming, Brother Middleton. I'm not just talking about right now. Konndo loho moho shanndela ah asatabaha she moho haya. I know, Brother Milton. I know. I'm going to say, I know when when God first uh, began to talk to you about this city, and you says, "Yes, I'm going to come." And and all the things that you've seen in the spirit, and all the prayer meetings we had, and everything else, and and now that you're you're not necessarily here and and, and leading the people into this, uh, but God is allowing you to be as Moses, that's going to look over the mountaintop and say, "Yes, I see." Thank you for calling me to this calling, God. All the difficulties, all the sweat and tears, everything you had to put in, everything you had to put up with. You had to put up with those Simpsons, man, and they were a hard crew. You had to put up with those Haney's, man, and they were even harder. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> that is the truth, so help me God. Hey. <laughs> But it was well worth it. Thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you for not giving up on my family. Thank you for keeping the vision alive and keeping the dream alive. And, and God is starting to bring it to pass. Don't you believe it can't happen? If it can happen with just a few people in a house, in the ghetto, what can happen in the house of God? Somebody need to believe like you've never believed before. Shando moho sata. Shandoraho moho Mohosaya. We're not wasting our time. 40 years in the wilderness. And Moses decided the next time, I'm sending two people out. Now, I, I, it was his fault about the other 10. I'm just sorry. You, you can read it for yourself. So he decides to send two people out. This time, 40 years later, the two people, two 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 guys got out, and they didn't go to the president's house. They didn't go to the mayor's house. They didn't go to the governor's house. They didn't go to the delegate's house. They didn't go to the diplomat's house. They didn't go to the fine, high, and mighty house. They found the harlot woman. knocked on her door and she opens up to him and you know what she says she says where have you been we heard when the, when the great things God did in Egypt. We heard how God delivered you out of Egypt. We heard how you went across the Red Sea on dry land. We heard what you did to the two great kings that were around you. We heard of all the great things and our hearts began to melt. We were just waiting because we knew you were going to take the city. The Bible says when the children of Israel got there. That Jericho was shut up. I think it may have said straightly shut up or whatever adjective it used. I can't recall the exact adjective. But it was shut up. I'm here to tell you it doesn't matter how it looks with this city. It was straightly shut up. It doesn't matter how it looks like things are shut up right now. It looked like things aren't going like we thought it would go right now. But I'm telling you what. There is about to be a breakthrough. You just don't know how many people are waiting for this. Yeah. We had that outreach event, and a young lady—what's her name? Kadate, Kadesha, Kadacia, Sh- you know, Shadasia, whatever. Sh- okay, everybody got their own whatever. Shadesha. and she came to the fellow to the, the outreach, and, and uh, today I think she she has only missed two services. And, and, oh, somebody need to hear this. And called us when she didn't make it. Been to church for two months and saying, hey, I'm not going to be making it because I have to go out of town. Oh, somebody need to hear this. I had to call some of you. Hey, where you been? What, what's going on? Where are you? Oh, oh, pastor, I forgot. Uh, I'm sorry. I just had to slip that one in. That's one of those bad grapes. And people are responding. Do you think there are a whole lot of more Or oh, Shadacea, whatever way you want to say it? I'll ask her when she get here. Man, hey, have you say that again? Brother Valley and I, I hear me, I'm, I'm almost we, we went out on on, on visitation and outreach. No, that don't work. That doesn't work, does it? We're Sister Nicole. Now, I, you know, I know how it is with, with, with knocking doors and all that. Sister Nicole, that just a few weeks ago, a few weeks, a month or two, something like that, went out on outreach knocking doors. How many doors did you knock? Two hours of knocking on doors. Some of you say that's just too much. That's too much in the field. You know what? When you've been, you, you, you work the field and, and, and down in the south, two hours is nothing. You just got started, right? <laughs> right. You say it was still dark, meaning in the morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so they would knocking doors. She said, okay, this one last Bible, st- this one last door. Knocked on the door. Well, they looked and saw something that said something about Jesus, right? Or God on the door. They was like, that was a sign. And they said, here we go. This is our last door. Well, the lady has been to church. She was at church this morning. She got baptized, got the Holy Ghost a few weeks ago, right? And, and she's attending Cad Group. No, nobody wants it. It can't happen. They're waiting. Brother Valley and I, we got—we're going on visitation, going on outreach, and knocking knocking doors and everything else. We knock a door, and here's this scrawny little—and I'm not trying to be. Harsh and mean little old woman. And she come to the door with a knife in her hand. <laughs> I mean a big knife. The knife was bigger than she was. Like, whoa, oh, what's going on? Say, who are you? We said we I, I know we said we from the church or something like that. We didn't say much. We from the church. She opened the door and said, Well, where have you been? I've been waiting for you. We baptized her right there in her tub in the name of Jesus Christ. She said, I've been waiting for you. Where have you been? I believe there's a lot of Rahab's out there in this city. They're saying, I'm waiting for them. I'm waiting for them. I've heard that God is going to have a move. I'm waiting. They were waiting and we're sitting back in the camp. Looking at the giants in the land. It's time for us to take possession of what God promised, and I'm not saying it's going to be easy. No easier than any other man of God and church of the Living God. No more easy. You talk to people at the people, ministers at the ministers, pastors at the pastors, and etc. And you find. None of them just say, hey, man, people just, just flocked and everybody just ran to, we put up the sign, turned on the lights, and next thing you know, we opened up the door and everybody flocked and ran in. I've never heard that story. Never. And it's not going to happen that way. Time after time, I hear of how evangelism has, has taken place. I hear, I hear and have heard of, of how, uh, prayer, was prevalent in the church. And I'm not talking about now I lay me down to sleep. Prayer. I'm talking about prayer. Getting down to business. I'm talking about, hey, we're not going to worry about the the time and everything else. It's time to pray. It's time to get together. I'm telling you what, if if you don't like prayer, if you struggle with prayer, you, you, you might struggle a little bit because we're going to, we're going to, we're about to have some all night prayer meetings up in this camp. If we keep on doing the same thing, we're going to keep getting the same results. Things must be shaken. And so we need to begin to mobilize and then move into what God has proclaimed for us to have. We're not going to see it. Until we grab a whole, I'm not looking, let me just say it this way. I'm not looking uh, for, I don't believe I'm going to get 100%. And I would be a fool to look for and expect 100%. But one thing I do expect is 100% employment. What I mean by that, some people say, but you're not going to, and I believe it to you can't get everybody to participate. And I'm not trying to say everybody's going to participate. But what I am saying is I'm going to employ you, whether you do the job or not, it's your business. That's right. That's you know right. that some people go to work and don't do anything? So I'm not saying I'm going to get 100% participation. I'm saying I'm going to get 100% employment. In other words, I'm going to give you a job whether you do it or not. You say, well, that, who you think you are? I'm just a pastor right here. That's all. But I looked at the scripture. I was thinking about that and thinking about what I, what the things I hear about, you know, you can't get hundred percent and all that. And I agree, you can't get hundred percent, but what you can do is you can have one hundred percent employment. And I begin, I, I, I say that all the time. My wife would verify. I said it all the time. And I said, you know what the Lord just showed me? He showed me the, the 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 parable. He said he gave one he said that this the 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 uh the master the good man he said he gave to every every servant according to his several ability and he gave uh, to one he gave five and to another he gave two and to another he gave one he gave each and of each and every one of them an opportunity to work he gave each and every one of them a job now some won't do that job but the one that had to, to put his money and hit it he had a job he just didn't do it so God employed him. He just didn't do any work when he got employed. So guess what? You're not going to say, "Well, oh, you never gave me anything to do. Too late for that. <laughs> you, well, and, and you know what? People get all set. Well, he gave me five coins. Anybody, if you start saying, well, he, you gave him five coins, I know your one-corn person is going to hide it. I said, if you, if you look and see somebody, or he gave that person two, your one person coin is gonna hide it. Now some people gonna get one, they're not a one person coin that's gonna hide it. They're gonna say, hey, that, ooh. He say, you got five, you say, sure, I'm glad you got five, oh, that takes the weight off of me. And so when the one who had five, He go back and get five more. The one has one. Guess what? He can get five. Hello? He doesn't have to just bring back one. He can take that one he got, then get two, then three, then four, then five. And then when the master comes back, the guy who had five brought five back. But the one who got one got five back. Now he's not saying, hey, you slothful servant. Now he's saying, hey, you get in front of the one who had five because you gained more. It's time for everybody to put their hand on the plow. Around my house, everybody had to work. You got up in uh, Saturday, I, Saturday mornings and I played football and I played on basketball teams and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you something before I can go out and play basketball and football, whatever. My mother said, hey, you have some chores. And hey, we were scrubbing walls every other week and everything. I was like, man, do we really got to scrub walls? Come on!" I didn't see anything on the walls. We had to scrub them anyway. We had to wipe down windows and we had to do our chores. And after I do my chores, I can go. I try to be slick. <laughs> you know, oh, I try to be slick. I try to cover stuff up and, and, and everything else so I can hurry up. This is all good. Uh, I didn't realize this. But one day my father said, you know what You know what got, got to me one day? Now, here, it's all good. And he said that he didn't call me trifling, but he said, what you just did was it's trifling. You know what I thought? I was saying he was saying I was trifling, but he said, "You know what you did? That's trifling." But you know what? It penetrated me so hard. And I said, "I can't be trifling." And what he was saying is, "You don't care anything about this. This is our house. You don't care anything about. If you're going to do it that way, you can't afford to do it that way." You're not doing this just because the pastor has said it. You have a responsibility. This is your house. The kingdom of God belongs to you. You're a part of it. You share the same name and the same blood. And it's time for us to take the responsibility. I am fully persuaded that God is going to do Everything he said he would do. I don't care whether it's one or two people left that's that's standing. We're still going to see what God has said. I don't care. You know God told Moses, I'll kill them all. He didn't say I'm going to kill my promise. He didn't say I'm going to kill my purpose. He didn't say I'm going to kill my will. He said those people that don't want to lock in with this, I'll kill them all. And I'll raise up a new army. I'll raise up a new tribe. I'll raise it up just through you, Moses, and it will be great. God said, I'm still going to do it. So the idea is not whether he was going to do it or not. The idea is who's going to be around to see it. That's what I want to know. Antioch North, are you going to be a part of what God is saying he's going to do? God spoke to Ezekiel. And he said, Ezekiel, I want you to speak to these dry bones. I want you to look at this valley. And he, he began to look, and the Bible says the bones, they were very dry. And as a man, a natural man, I, I can see him looking at these dry bones. And then he told God, said, hey, hey Zeke, can these dry bones live? And you know, that's just like us. We try to find a safe answer. Lord, you know. You know all things, God. I'm not answering that question. You know, God, he thought, that's where the bishop get that that stuff from. See, God already knows the answer. He wanted to see what you have to say. So he'll throw something else and something, something out. And uh, last time he threw something out and I said, what scripture you you come from? (laughs) I know you know the answer. Let me just be quiet. And God said, Hey Zeke, can these bones live? Lord, Lord, you know, I, I, I don't know what you're going to say or what you want to do or whatever, but you know. He said, okay, Zeke, that's what I want you to do. I, so he, God, what, uh, uh, Ezekiel was doing is he was saying, God, I'm leaving it all up to you. You know, you take care, whatever, whatever you say, God, God said, no, 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 you're included in this, Zeke. I ask you, can these dry bone live? And you're going to say, you know it. Well, this is what I want you to do. I want you to speak to the dry bones. I want you to participate in what I'm about to do. It's not just on me, but it's on us. And and Ezekiel, you have a part too. And you got to open out your mouth and speak. Let me tell you something. You want to see some people rise up from the dead of this city? Won't you begin to speak it? I don't care how dry these bones are. I don't care how dry it looks. I don't care how many empty seats there are. I believe that we are going to see more people in the next year than we have seen over the last amount of years that we've been here. Hallelujah. Bless his wonderful name. Now, you can you know, you know, can say, well, why do we need all that? It, it, we, we, we eat manna. Why do we need the fruit of the land? I, we've been eating manna. You know why? Because you know you've been complaining about the manna. Would you say it again? It's getting old. It's getting mundane. God, it's not the will of God for us to continue to go, go out and pick manna. Manna is wilderness food. The minute they stepped into the promised land, there was no more wilderness food. Now there was fruit. The minute they took, partake, partook of the fruit, it was now you're going to have to go and conquer the land. If you want to eat now, see, now they were ready to fight because there was no more manna behind them. So they said, hey, we're going to have to take these giants. Oh my goodness. And so he spoke to Ezekiel, said you're going to be a part of this. I want you to speak to the bones and we know the scripture the bible says he, he began to speak and prophesy you know see that's why I love tongue talking but sometimes you can get in the mode of all you're doing is talking in tongues and you're doing this that and the other and you know you can talk in tongues without re- actually moving into the spirit you can pray in the spirit without moving in the spirit oh Oh, I know people—they so far, whatever, away and move from. Because the Bible tells us, man, you know, you can with your lips. He said, "Do you pray, praise me?" And the Bible says you can praise in tongues. But He said, "Your heart is far from me." So you you can praise and you can speak in tongues and everything else and be a million miles away. Now, obviously, you can pray in t- English to be a million miles away. But I'm telling you what, we're going to have to start speaking some things and prophesying some things. And I'm talking about we're going to have to continue to prophesy some things and continue to speak some things until they happen. Jesus, Lord. We stop praying for it, or We just go, we just resort to our uh, our fallback. Let me just speak in tongues. Because I can't have faith to speak some things that I believe is going to come to fruition and come to happen. And he said, I want you to prophesy over these things. I want you to call it into existence. We, You know what? I said, you know what? I need to get back into calling some things into existence. Another thing I said, I need to get back to doing, you know, cause I, I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? And I know I've been getting you to do this or whatever. I was like, you know what? I remember I used to fall on my face as soon as I get out of bed every morning. Before I would move, I'm on my face every morning. Every night, we—my wife and I—we would just lock, lock up praying every night. with reading scriptures, and every night, and I'm, not, and I'm telling you what, and I'm, I'm got to thinking about that thing or whatever. And it's like, you know what? i you—I've kind of lost a step. I feel conviction. I kind of lost a step, and so now every chance I get, I'm—I'm I'm on my knees or on my face, because when I came. Those I remember those prayer meetings we used to have with just you, me, and Brother Valley, and and we would find ourselves that we would be in somebody's basement or whatever the case would be, it was just the, the men's prayer meeting. And we would pray and pray and whatever, and we would find ourselves. And I mean, it was the best times of prayer in my life. Those times where it's just it's no one else. Where you, Lord, I thank Thee, oh God, and you know, speaking to King James, and God, You are great, and or we just shut and everybody saying the same thing, shala mala. Sha-la. come on say it together Sha-la-ma-la. Sha-la-ma-la. that's what it sounds like a lot of times and that's all we're doing I, I, I'm sorry I'm not trying to be cruel or hard or whatever but I, I, I want us to get into a place when we're praying in tongues I mean, it's, I mean it's not just everybody saying the same tongue but there's a shift in the mood and the spirit and you can feel that things are happening but we need to start praying because when we start prophesying some things, that's when we're really believing it. And Sister Destiny, you can prophesy some things. You want to see growth in here? Oh, what would happen if about 50 of us just begin to prophesy growth in this church? Fall on our faces and on our knees and say, God, we I must have it. I'm talking about praying and saying it in English. I'm not talking about stop your prayer in the spirit because we need to do that. But he began to prophesy. And he prophesied into the, prophesied into the dead, dry bones. And, and then the Bible says bone came upon. He said, I heard a shaking. When was the last time we prayed till we hear a shaking in the spirit? Something is happening. And then after he did that, after the shaking of the bones, the Bible says, shinu came. And shinu was tendons. Tendons and muscle came. And, and then the muscles and tendons came. And then next thing you know, the Bible says, flesh was added into the, the, uh, the sinew. And, and now there's flesh. And so you had bones upon bones that structure. And God has been working not just on the structure of Antioch. I'm almost coming. I'm almost done. Don't worry about it. I'm really almost done. When I say I'm almost done, you know how it is when you're in a plane or whatever. They said, hey, we, we, we went our initial descent. When I said the first time, we were in our initial descent. And I know you want, want me to keep you up to date, Right? All right, I'm letting you know everything is okay. Okay, we, we're descending now. We, we, you know, we're in the right altitude. And so here we are. It, 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 the, 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 the bone came upon bone. And, and what was happening is there was a process. When he spoke and prophesied to the dry bones, that began the process. And the structure was coming it was a shaking and then. And you know what had to happen? Bones that belonged to this part had to get connected with that part. It wasn't like the bones of Mr. Jones was connected to the bones of Mr. Smith all the way over there. And so bones had to come upon bones, and, and so that was some work. that was a process that was tra- transpiring and taking place just to bring about the structure. And then after the structure, he began to, the, uh, the the flesh or the the not the the flesh, yes, the flesh and the sinew and the and the muscle mass. All that stuff came together, and that was going to provide the strength and and everything else for what God was about to do, and and, and the, the the methodology and getting everything together. And then there was the the the, uh, the 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 skin came upon the flesh, and and when the skin came upon the flesh, there was a protection and a covering on the body. And God was just getting all that ready and God was just moving and, and then after that, He said, okay, now I have all that. He said, now I need you to speak into the four winds. And you see, I had to, God said I had to do all that before I speak to the four winds, before the re- winds of revival comes, before the winds of, uh, this thing is going to rise up. And when it rises up, it's going to rise up immediately as a, a mighty army. But first, I need to do this. I need to get the structure together first, and and then after I do that, I need to I need to put some things in order and and the muscle mass and everything else, I have the methodology set in place and all that. And then I have to make sure the skin is there to keep the protection and the covering. And when I have all this stuff together, I'm going to say speak to the wind son of man because revival is about to come church won't you stand i believe we've been in a season where god has has called bone upon bone and and flesh upon flesh and, and he's he's created the skeletal body and, and the flesh and the mat uh, the muscle mass and and now he he created the skin covering and all that but now we're at a place where the church is going to have to speak To the winds where the breath of life is going to come, I believe we're right there where we can just begin to speak, to see what God has promised. Brother Lawrence, it's time to take possession. Brother Dern, welcome to Baltimore. It's time to take possession. Sister, you just came along, but it's time to take possession. Sister, you just come along, but it's time to take possession. We've been talking about it. We've been believing for it. We've been asking for it. But it's time for us to take it. If you're with me, I want you to come down to the front. We have been preparing for some equipping and training. We're putting together discipleship courses. We're putting together equipping train, equipment and training uh, sessions. We've already had the new members and new life stuff. And God has been adding here and he's been adding there. And he's uh, positioning us and aligning us. And I'm telling you, he's not doing that for naught. I'm telling you there's about to be a revival that's unprecedented. I'm telling you there's going to be a breakthrough. It doesn't matter whether Jericho is shut up. The walls of Jericho is about to fall down. We're about to take the city rahab is calling and she's saying i've been waiting for you i've been waiting for you somebody begin to speak over the valley of dry bones can these dry bones live can we have revival can we take this city come on somebody begin to call out right now somebody begin to prophesy come on what do you want to see what have you been expecting to see why don't you begin to prophesy Come on, prophesy about Bible studies. Prophesy about care groups. Prophesy about new ministries. Prophesy about souls being won. Somebody begin to speak it. Come on, church. Come on, they're going to sing. I don't want you singing. I want you to prophesy. Is there singing? Somebody, I want you to say it in English. We've been praying enough in tongues somebody speak the word of God somebody speak and be in agreement with what God said he would do that's it prophesy over the dry bones prophesy over the dry bones come on speak about your ministry prophesy I want you to prophesy prophesy no speaking in tongues Prophesy. prophesy 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 Prophesy. Come on and speak it. Come on and speak it. What about revival in your neighborhood? What about your neighbors, co workers, and friends? What about the backsliders? What about those people you're working with? Come on, sing it. Speak it.
1: Believe it. Jesus' name. The Lord has promised us we're gonna dance in the unknown Come on the harvest The harvest is plentiful We're gonna see every promise that the Lord has promised us, the has promised us. we're gonna dance Yeah in the Can you believe for it we're gonna reap I'm, gonna be we're I'm gonna be a part
0: I'm gonna do my part God, I speak it right now.
1: In Jesus' name. Yes. Come on, rise up, faith.
0: Yes, in Jesus' name. Somebody pray about your ministry, your calling, your place in Him. In Jesus' name. Don't give up on your calling. Don't give up on your place in Him. Claim your mountain. Claim your city. Claim your
1: ministry. Come on, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, that's we're it. Gonna the Come on. We need some care groups on the we west have side.
0: Have in Jesus' name.
1: Every that the Lord
0: we need a presence on these campuses. Around Baltimore.
1: We're gonna reap what we, have we need 50 care groups. Come
0: on, we need more preaching points.
1: In Jesus' name. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. We're going to reap what we have sown. We're going to see every promise that the Lord has promised us. We're going to dance in the unknown. We're going to reap what we have sown. We're going to see every promise that the Lord, that the Lord has promised
0: us. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Said faith. We're going
1: to reap what we have sold. We're going to see every promise that the Lord has promised us. And we'll I will get It. What the Lord has promised us, we will dance, dance, dance and we, we will, we, 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 will we, re- 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 Come on, hallelujah. Re- we will
0: Let's sing, break the walls, we, the, on, the walls of
1: Jericho down. Come on, somebody speak against dance, the walls of Jericho. Speak against the walls. The walls. Jesus' name. Re- We have sold we're gonna see every promise that the Lord has promised us. We're gonna dance in the unknown. We're gonna reap what we have sown. We're gonna see every promise that the Lord has promised us. We're gonna dance. I believe in what and our that's that.
0: Raise up in. the we're raise, up we have sold. We're raise up apostles Raise
1: up in the name
0: of Jesus.
1: In the name of Jesus. Raise
0: up apostles. Raise up evangelists. Raise up
1: preachers. Pastors and teachers. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Open every door. Come against every wall. Jericho and Jesus' name. We will see every promise. In
0: the name of Jesus. We
1: believe it right we'll now in Jesus' name. Jesus. Come on, that's it. Rise up, men of
0: God. Rise up, women of God.
1: Let's take this city, our
0: communities, our neighborhoods, Jesus,
1: see come on!
0: Every event that we have, every outreach we have, every evangelism e- effort, every come on, fruitfulness! Somebody We're pray for fruitfulness fruit in Jesus' name. We're gonna Come on, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's begin to pray in the spirit right now. What we just prophesied about, let the spirit, let the winds blow right now. Come on, what we just prophesied about, let the winds blow over it right now. Let the wind of his spirit sweep over every prophecy. Come on, let the wind of his spirit speak and move over everything that's been prophesied. Yeah, and the raha mahashe, and the lala la
1: in Jesus' name, that's it. In Jesus' name, Hallelujah.
0: tat 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 bah Tata do roho hallelujah 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 praise god shayan do roho mo ho shayan Let me give you a as we're closing out, a um, an outlook or a certain view of perspective here. Last uh, Easter, we had I think two hundred and twenty-five, two forty-five, something like that, and I. I I said that I believe we're going to be running at least 200. It will be the norm. Um, and if you don't realize, we've, we've been averaging around 140, 150, 160. Most of the weeks have been 160. Today, we had 100. Both I'm talking about because we're one. We had 153 people in our service services this morning. And that was without anything. And we were down here. We had a we were down. We had a hundred. We were down. It had fifty-three in East Baltimore. My, my, my. That's awesome.
1: My, my, my. Hallelujah.
0: And I'm thinking about it, I said, Well, we were down a we were down, we had a hundred. I remember when we were down. And we were down. Do you understand? And 100 was like way up there. What I'm saying is without any effort, we had 153. No effort at all. And we were down. A lot. 200. is nothing as I said it's been drops here and drops there if we could just stretch our faith a little further because every little that we give we won't out give God and the more we give the principle is this God has to give more walls of Jericho are crumbling before us why don't you stretch forth your hand to heaven one more time and say father we're going to take the land I'm going to do my part I'm going to participate in this warfare and take what belongs to us your kingdom your glory your power. In Jesus' name, won't we give the Lord a shout of praise? Come on, somebody shout out to Him. Walls of Jericho come down. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let me prophesy for a minute. That's good. Hold up for a second. Hold up for a second. I'm ready to prophesy. There will be some lanes in here. You won't be the only lane in Jesus name. You believe it and you speak it. There will be some lanes that come that you wouldn't think would have come. You have family members. A Haney. there'll be some some Haney's in here and, and I know when I said lane, I mean you know I'm talking about uh, that from your house your grandmother and great, your great grandmother so I'm talking about your, your children and your grandchildren, your descendants and it can't hurt to have some lanes from the other side too Sister, Sister Sean, for your shame, the Lord is going to give you double.
1: Hallelujah!
0: Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Mando rojo de la caja Praise God. What do you want to see happen? Start believing it. Start speaking it. And start seeing it. In Jesus' name. Praise God. We can go on. God bless you. You dismiss in Jesus' name.